In the Old Testament, in Proverbs chapter 17, we read that a joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Uh, I think most of us would agree it's pretty important to maintain a sense of humor in our marriage, but how can you do that when you're facing really hard times? I'm John Fuller, along with my focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And Greg, I know you love statistics. I do. You knew we were going to be coming up on this topic, laughter, humor. Why is that important? What the, what does uh, the research show? Yeah, and I love laughter. And what's really amazing is that the research shows that couples who laugh together are happier and then happier couples have longer and healthier relationships. So really the question is, okay, duh, why? And I think what, what humor does is it really adds excitement to long-term relationships. So when Aaron and I are laughing, there's, there's just a, an excitement there. Uh, greater intimacy as we have these shared inside jokes. Aaron and I love it when we're at dinner parties or something, and she'll make a hand gesture or mouth something or whisper something in my ear, and I know exactly what she means by that, and we'll, we'll share that laugh. It's also an effective stress reliever. Laughter yeah. is. And that's always going to help in this crazy, chaotic, busy world that we live in. And laughter also really helps us to navigate well uh, through difficult times. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the, the, the reasons why laughter makes a difference in our marriage. Yeah. Well, and we've also seen that laughter increases melatonin release. And so as you're laughing, your body is producing more melatonin, which helps you sleep better, which, you know, that changes everything when you're sleeping well, Mm -hmm. because your perspective can be more fresh. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear from a couple now who have gone through a variety of really serious challenges. Uh, Jeff and Sarah Walton. Uh, I love their hearts. I love their story. And they're going to address now why God needs to be the foundation of our relationship and how he can help us keep a sense of humor even during a storm. Here are Jeff and Sarah Walton with Focus President and broadcast host Jim Daly. When you mention the why, I do want to wrap up in that area because I think most people relate to the why question. God, why have you allowed this to happen? And you mentioned in the book, uh, a better phrase is to say what we know is better than what we don't know. Mm -hmm. Explain that. Yeah. This is where it's so important um, to have to be planted where in the streams of water. In talking about how if we our roots are not growing deep, we're just constantly be fed, being fed by God's word, being fed um, by being with the body of believers, having that foundation, then we're easily going to be swayed. And so when suffering comes, it immediately shakes our foundation of who we think God is. We all come with these preconceived notions of what does it mean that God's good? What does it mean that He's faithful? Well. I might think God's goodness means he gives me something I think I really need. So when that thing doesn't come, that belief is shaken to say, okay, well, if that's not true, then what does it really mean that God is good? And that's what we see through the entire um, book of Job. When Job goes from hearing of who God is to now seeing, it really, everything that he believed about God was put to the test. So whereas the beginning, he was faithful and he believed that God was good. But it wasn't until the end of Job when he'd walked through losing everything until he knew and had seen God's goodness in a way he couldn't have understood at the beginning. Mm. And the only reason he was able to do that is by holding on to the promises of what God has said is true. He could not fix his hope on the fact that God would restore, which he graciously did. But he still did not restore his 10 children he lost. He was still going to grieve those. They were not going to be returned, even though he had more children. So... I think it's just helpful to see 
that um, how we can end up knowing and keeping our foundation and keeping our footing by looking to what can I fully grasp onto is true. Only the promises of God can I fully grasp onto. I cannot guarantee that I will have this thing I desire. I cannot guarantee I will be better and healed. I don't have that promise. I will eternally, but I don't have that promise on this life. So yeah. if I fix my hope on me getting better physically or my son being healed mentally, and if that's where my hope is, I'm going to constantly being swayed by the winds that are coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I think the last thing that I want to mention that you bring out in the book that's so critical and I really identify with is humor. <laughs> you know, human beings, there are two things that really intrigue me, music and what it does to the soul mm -hmm. and humor and yeah. Yeah. what it does for the soul. And I think yeah. that's one thing I've so appreciated for Gene and I. We've always had a good yeah. sense of humor in our relationship, and it does help. Yes. Oh, it does. It's kept us afloat many days. It definitely has. I think from the inside of our home and all the dysfunction that goes on and all the chaos and all of our different layers to our story, uh, thankfully we have a similar sense of humor and we can laugh at those moments and be lighthearted and not always but we try <laughs> we, we do try um, but it has been those moments that have continued to build I think even some of those bridges between us of being able to share in the humor aspects mm -hmm. of it or the lighthearted components to it so rather than going after each other sitting back and chuckling a bit yeah, to yeah. okay what's next right. right well for example i just so i have an ankle problem and i've had many surgeries and i'm slowly losing my ability to walk and so i had an appointment yesterday and um heard some hard news again which i somewhat was prepared for but it's always a fresh blow and good old jeff here he's like i think you should just chop the thing off and be like the blade runner you'd be like the <laughs> coolest mom so and obviously that's at the proper time it's not always you know always but um we're able to sometimes be able to i think the lord has grown us in this is to step back and be like look we can't change this this is reality but to be able to find some humor in the reality of life like we can't necessarily take away the pain of it but we can find how um just to keep holding on to the joy that the lord has given us and that is given on to our kids too i think it's helpful in the home environment when there's a lot of heaviness is to remember that we're mm. friends we are we can enjoy life together. Our identity is not in our suffering. It's um, it's in Christ alone, and we can still be able to enjoy life and find humor and find joy um, even when difficulties are happening. You know, Aaron, uh, following up on what Sarah and Jeff were sharing, somebody is probably thinking, you know what, I can't do that. It's so dark. It's so hard. This situation is so serious. There's no way we can have any laughter whatsoever. Um, there is hope, though, isn't there? Absolutely. And, you know, it's recognizing as we work our way through these challenges and through the difficult seasons, there is something that's forming, and we call it grit. It's a strengthening of the relationship. The research actually shows that couples that are disconnected, um, who stay together, they were happier five years later. And that's without doing a whole lot. So be intentional knowing that we can work our way through this. And even through the hard, we can still infuse the relationship with laughter. Yeah. Okay. So how about for the couple where one of them wants to have some fun and the other's not buying it? They're really uh, deeply affected negatively by these circumstances. And it, it's painful to see my spouse even try to laugh. What, what do I do about that? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously I can't control Erin if she doesn't want to laugh, if she's in a really bad place. I mean, I can respect that. Yeah, you have to be sensitive to it. You, you can, mm-hmm. and, but I can continue to, to show up in a way that I feel God calling me to. I can, I, in a sense, I'm taking care of me through laughter. Like, that's a big part of how I care for me. And the better I'm cared for, the better I'm going to show up then as a husband. Mm -hmm. And so I can, you know, I can discover Aaron's unique sense of humor. So I can, you know, I can learn over time. You know, there are some things that that she enjoys that'll amuse her. So even it's not a full-blown laughter, maybe there's some things I can learn to do that that will amuse her. I, I can show her funny little videos or reels. You know, Aaron the other day was kept showing me just these little golden doodles. We have several golden doodles and just these funny little videos. And so we were just cracking up together. I mean, you know, it's, it's not that I'm minimizing, marginalizing our the hard season that we might be in, yeah. but I'm also choosing to go that doesn't have to define who we are mm-hmm. and doesn't have to monopolize who we are. As long as I'm also willing to keep trying to figure out how can we grow? How can we get through this? Am I willing to talk about things or am I just the funny guy who just, I just want to have fun the whole time. Yeah. And you're avoiding talking by using humor. Sure. But in one, one big thing is to avoid sarcasm. So if you're going to be funny, don't be sarcastic. And I think often we can differentiate that because it's where our heart's at. And if our heart is closed, you know, sometimes sarcasm or criticism ends up coming out through humor. Oh, yes. And it can be yeah. then at the cost of the other person. So just being very careful about that. Yeah, we want to be respectful, as Greg was saying, and sensitive. And yeah, I, I don't know that sarcasm has ever been a really good tool for me to pull out at any time <laughs> in our relationship. For most I just add, it, <laughs> you know, the mirror is like when you and I go out for lunch. Well, that's we, fun. We we enjoy well, it to a, to some a degree. Yeah. yeah, there are people that say sarcasm is my spiritual gift. Well, just be careful how you exercise that. So, <laughs> well, listen, uh, we know that many who are listening, perhaps you are struggling. You're in a tough spot. You are up against a wall. There's You're in a corner. There's no place to turn. If you don't have somebody to confide in, somebody to uh, talk with, somebody safe, uh, please know that our donor community has made it possible for Focus on the Family to offer counseling to those in need. So we're a phone call away. It's it's a situation where we'll take your name and number, we'll give you a call back, and uh, they'll talk for 20, 25 minutes with you. They'll hear you out. They'll pray with you. They can point you to some resources and some further steps. Uh, that counseling team is a great service, and uh, they can be reached when you call 800, the letter A, and the word family. And we'll have a link in the show notes with further details. And Sarah and Jeff have written a book. It's called Together Through the Storms. And uh, it would be a great little gift for any couple you know who needs some encouragement. Uh, You can find out more about the book and ways to donate to Focus on the Family to make our counseling team uh, available and to help other couples get the help they need. Uh, Donate either through a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll send that book together through the storms to you. Next time, we'll hear from Bill and Pam Farrell as they share about something that they call the Marriage Meetup. And it might be different than you think. Uh, For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the backseat. 
It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.